What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What is up, Shamari? It's been uh, been a little bit, but we've had a lot of uh, things happen in the Star Wars universe over the last couple weeks uh, since we last did our show. Last time, we were pre-Comic-Con. That was a big thing coming up for Star Wars. We had the Lucasfilm publishing panel. Um, we are now, you know, a couple weeks past Comic-Con, and we mm-hmm. can now give you kind of our breakdown of what we saw there. Mm-hmm. But we've also had a lot of different, you know, little stories, a lot of different exclusives coming out. Yes. Um, a lot of things, you know, pertaining to uh, the television shows, you know, some stuff pertaining to some certain actors that we'll get to. Yep. Um, yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah, some crazy stories, and in some even some video game stuff. You know, we had a, a PlayStation uh, State of Play conference today, live stream, and we did get some Star Wars video game news, t- so we'll share some of that. Um, but, you know, I'm excited nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, yeah, so I did want us to start off the show with the Star Wars schedule change. Uh, so due to the pandemic... Um, you know, which is a way to start off a lot of things yeah, going due on due to nowadays. the pandemic. But due to the current <laughs> pandemic, know, I, you know, um, the Star Wars movie schedule has been shifted, so they moved all the movies back a year. Uh, so the movies uh, that are coming out now, or the next movies coming out for Star Wars, are now going to be coming out in 2023, 2025, and 2027. Was that announced on the investors' call? No, this was announced a while back, actually. Okay. No, uh, this is through uh, Variety. Okay. Um, the investors' call was this week. Uh, yes. The Disney stockholders call Bob Chapik. Well, I believe Iger was on there, but if not, it was, mm-hmm. was Chapik. But uh, not a whole lot of Star Wars news, but just huge movie news in general. The fact that yeah. they are adding a premium feature to Disney Plus that will allow. Uh, some movies to be VOD on Disney Plus, particularly mm-hmm. right now Mulan, yeah. which is set to release uh, in early September, September fourth, I believe, uh, will be twenty nine ninety nine on the Disney Plus platform. Um, this is obviously groundbreaking stuff. Something that we'll probably talk about, certainly talk about on Hero Talk uh, come Monday. But mm-hmm. um, do you think this has any impact on Star Wars? Do you think that some of this, you know, some of the, 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 the movies being pushed back has any effect or any impact with this uh, with this new feature that we have on Disney Plus? Well, I mean, I think the movies being pushed back is a sign that they do not want this for Star Wars. Right. Um, so they absolutely want... I mean, they already had The Mandalorian, which I think is... And then, you know, they're going to have... Um, Cassian Andor, Cassian Andor, Kenobi. and potentially you know, Kenobi, and then potentially some Ahsoka, other stuff, Ahsoka after yeah, or whatever. Ahsoka, other. some stuff we'll talk Lando, about you know, later, yeah. possibly whatever. So, um, so yeah, I think they have plenty of Star Wars content. Bad Batch, Bad Batch. So they have plenty of Star Wars content coming to Disney Plus. So there's no need for them to even really consider putting Star Wars movies right. on Disney Plus. Um, so. Them moving these movies back is a sign to me that um, that this isn't even something they want on the table. Right. Which I think makes sense, considering how much content they already have coming out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would think that you would think regardless that these movies wouldn't have to worry about 
the pandemic, you know, like in in 2022, like even if it was coming out in 22. But yeah, you would think. Yeah, you would think that they wouldn't have to. But I mean, we don't. Know. I mean, <laughs> we don't know the future. Um, the other question would be, I guess in theory, we don't know what movies are going to look like. You know, what movies, what theaters are going to look like mm-hmm. in two, three years? Will they still be a viable uh, business model? Will all movies, feature films, theatrical releases be released digitally? Um, we do have the deal with Universal that that was obviously big uh, a couple weeks ago, about uh, over last week, where they made their theatrical window. They changed it from 75 days to only 17 days, making it basically two weeks, mm-hmm. and then the movies are released digitally. So... Um, that and that's coming now. Who knows what that, what these types of business models look like in two years? So, I mean, I agree that I don't, I don't think Disney has any plans to release, you know, as of this moment to release any Star Wars movies on Disney Plus. Yeah, you know, but I, I mean, I I also don't think they had plans to release Mulan on Disney Plus. You know, but we'll see how things evolve. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully things can get back to normal. That's the ideal yeah. scenario. Things can get somewhat back to normal obviously you know whatever that means is probably not what we it's probably not the best case scenario but um whatever can be closest to normal is, is even ideal so yeah. um yeah i mean i'm excited uh for whatever those star wars movies are um and we also have some other news that we'll talk about um later that i think also could be connected to this as well this uh, idea that yeah. they're getting pushed back Absolutely. Um, so I do want us to move on to our next topic today, uh, which is, uh, uh, well, it actually deals directly with Disney Plus, as Kendall was saying. So I do want us to talk about Lando. Um, so there's rumors swirling around uh, that we are going to have a Lando Calrissian uh, Disney Plus series. Um, so there's several different uh, places that are reporting this. Oh, yeah. There's different reports going around with how Solo the solo verse so my to sources speak. are telling me this as well so i'm, I'm throwing my hat in the ring oh kendall's direct sources <laughs> they're telling me this. Yeah. so um so yeah there's multiple different sources out there many different you know uh blogs official news sources well somewhat of you know official quote-unquote news, <laughs> yeah, like, news wow shamari the blog is so unofficial <laughs> Not to throw shade Hollywood on any reporters. Never gotten anything wrong. They've not. They haven't gotten anything wrong. Not to wrong. throw any shade to any. Anyone could have a source. I could have a source. Okay, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people reporting. This. You got the little blogs saying stuff. <laughs> and the big old Hollywood reporter comes in with their scoop. Variety, <laughs> the only legitimate source. No, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, we're hearing a lot of stuff about Solo being continued on. And Disney this is Plus. specifically Donald Glover, as far as we know. Specifically, Donald the, Glover. The, the talk has been Donald Glover coming back. Yes. My, when I heard this, I immediately came to the conclusion that I think I know what the Lando show is. I think mm-hmm. the Lando show is going to be Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams in one show, and mm-hmm. I think the show is going to be Billy D. Williams telling what's the character's name, Jana. Yeah, from Rise of Skywalker, think the story. Who I guess is his daughter. We don't know. We assume the story will be him telling her stories from the past, and those stories from the past will be played by Donald Glover. 
that's my that's my theory on what this what this show is going to be. Hmm. I mean, so it's I be primarily that. Donald Glover, but Billy D. Williams and Jana will be in most of the episodes, if not all. Hmm. I I mean, I would watch that. Um, and maybe there's a story a- going in present day as well, but. Most of it will be the the past story, or going back and forth. At the very least, they'll be going back and forth. But what are you gonna say? Yeah, no, sorry. I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, I would definitely watch that. That would be quite a get to have Billy D. Williams starring in a show. Oh man, that's the only character. reason why that line at the end. Oh, let me tell you something, or some whatever he said mm. was in the movie. They had to be trying to set something up. Either that, or just for a book. But that'd be a weird. That'd be a weird thing to just like throwing a random line in a movie just so you can make a book like they've made books over less <laughs> they've made books over characters showing up they didn't you didn't have to like throw in a line hey man it's possible now um, to set it up also, for uh for a for a disney plus series made more sense mm-hmm. you also have uh so there's a couple of other kind of tethers here when it comes to this story um so i didn't write there's Alden Ehrenreich. There's word that he is, um, that he is returning to play Han Solo. Yes, he's talked in, about it on uh, Disney Plus. He's talked about it at you know, which we've talked about as well. Um, you know, there's rumors that there's going to be a multiple different solo series or solo based series on Disney Plus. Yes, um, so almost like a almost like a solo verse. Yes. Some involving uh, potentially Kira as a character. Some involving Darth Maul, who we'll talk about later. Um, and we know again, Ron Howard said he knows nothing about any solo. Yeah, spell. he said he doesn't know anything about about which any kind of solo sequel. Which, look, I mean, Ron Howard, he's out of the loop, man. They cut him. No, I'm just, <laughs> right, nah. <laughs> but no, I think. Uh, I think he, I mean, would he know? He probably knows something. Would he say anything? Probably not. Um, Ron Howard's a veteran. He knows not to just completely give away the entire hand this right. early. Um, I I guarantee you they're going to make some sort of solo spinoff. It just makes too much sense. Too many of the actors make sense for a Disney Plus series. Too many of the stories make sense. It has quite the campaign online. Yeah, it's quite the campaign. Hashtag make solo to happen. They're making Cassie and Endor. Like, to me, that's the... That's the give the day giveaway that if they're making Cassie and Endor, they're gonna make a soul spinoff. The soul spinoff makes more sense than Cassie and Endor. But hey, look, Cassie and Endor. I have, I will admit the stuff we've heard recently. I mean, they're talking about maybe Tarkin might be in Cassie and Endor. We've talked about the stuff about Jimmy Smith maybe being in there, uh, and Moff. Uh, not well, I was gonna say Grand Moff. Uh, uh, Mon Mothma, <laughs> rather. Oh. I was thinking Moff Gideon, but that's a whole other situation. <laughs> but Mon, Mon Mothma being in there, um, some of that stuff is exciting. But I mean, it's still casting Andor. You know, maybe I have to rewatch Rogue One. Maybe I'm just so far removed from Rogue One that I'm not giving it its due. But um, I feel like we're definitely gonna get some solo spinoffs. And Lando is always the one that makes the most sense. Because Donald Glover, uh, his character is huge. Uh, he's a, he's probably the biggest actor. If, if you, argue, you could argue he's the biggest, hottest actor right now in the, on the cast. Um, obviously, Woody Harrelson's huge, but he's not doing any Disney Plus shows. But, um, like, Glover's bigger than all nine, right? So you could argue a Lando show would do better than a Han Solo show. Which, as crazy as that sounds, might be the case. Yeah. Um... 
so yeah, all these rumors are very, very interesting. I would be, I would be down for more solo content on Disney Plus. It'll be a shock to me, similar to how Cat, the Cat, the the uh, Cassie Nandor and K Two S O show was a shock to me. Um, but I thought Solo was good, so I'm totally down for seeing more Alden Ehrenreich. I, he exceeded my expectations. That's what's interesting. As Han Solo, it sounds like we're gonna get more Alden Ehrenreich potentially on yeah, Disney Plus. Like- which he based the, on the rumors, yeah. right? Based on the rumors, which is not what anybody expected. Most people expected that we kind of we may have seen the last of him in the in the near future. But again, it's something we talked about last week. There's not a whole lot of people calling for all nine right in like Hollywood. You know, it's not like he's like the biggest name in Hollywood right now. Like he's got bigger roles to do than Han Solo. So with yeah. that being the case, wouldn't it make sense for them to say? Look, I mean, things aren't exactly going great for your career right now. You know, you got this it's Peacock show, I guess, where you're not even like the number one name on the on the billing. Maybe, maybe best for you to. I come mean, he's back on the, the he's family. on the front of all the posters for the show. <laughs> they got him plastered all over the joint. I don't know. I just saw one credit where he was like the third name. I was like, Jesus man, what's happening? All iron, right? But regardless, uh, you know, maybe you should come back and do Han Solo. You know, like you're just the biggest. It's the biggest name. It's the biggest role you're gonna get uh, right now. So, right. yeah, that's definitely true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope that that we get more Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo. I thought he did. A decent, I thought he did a decent job. I think it's better than no Han Solo. You know, and I think it's better than no Lando. No, I mean, I do like these characters. I like it when they're portrayed in ways that make sense. You know, so yeah, I'd be in favor of more content. Uh, so moving right along, I did want us to talk about some more rumors. Now, I do want you to take everything that we're saying here with a gigantic, gigantic, gigantic grain of salt. This is very unconfirmed rumor territory. (laughs) So I want to emphasize that. So there have been rumors. We've been talking about these rumors for a long time with regards to Kathleen Kennedy possibly being removed you know, being fired even, not being, not having her contract renewed, however you want to describe it. So there's been many rumors surrounding that um, uh, in the past. Um, this rumor specifically um, is coming from Doomcock, um, who is on YouTube. He has, you know, a YouTube channel. Overlord DVD. Overlord DVD. Um, so he is claiming that he has several sources, not even just one source. He has several sources uh, that are confirming for him that uh, Kathleen Kennedy is indeed out. John Favreau is in as the um, as the head of Lucas had the head of Lucasfilm, president of Lucasfilm. So they're not renewing her contract. They're going to announce Favreau as the head of Lucasfilm at the next Star Wars celebration, which is a oddly. Uh, I think that's almost like a malicious kind of thing. Well, I wouldn't say malicious, but it's a little bit like, you know, almost like a jab at, right. at Kennedy. You know, he stepped so, on the grave a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, he, I mean, I understand him maybe being more informal about it and kind of just taking over. I'm taking over the reins of Kathleen Kennedy or whatever. I wouldn't be a rock star kind of show like, ah, look at me, you know, nothing like that. But um, uh, but that's not even it, which we had been talked about that at length already. Yeah, we talked about that last week. That's not last, even it. Last show. So he also claims that Disney. There's several things that here that are kind of kind of huge claims. He claims that yeah. Disney wants George Lucas back, which is which, already 
We'll start with that. Do you believe that? Start. No, not at all. I, I, I told you that before. But right. No, not at all. I that for a second. I give that a. I can't say well, like it's likely, but I think there's a good possibility that that could be true. Well, that they like, that Disney wants Lucas back in general. Doesn't like on their yeah, terms. Not that they've contacted him, just that they yeah, want that, him back. that internally they've had discussions about maybe we should bring George back. I think that, that I think it's happened because things have been so divisive and been so I wouldn't say bad, but been so average, hmm. been so up and down. And right now, if we look at Star Wars, where's the where 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 are they going? Nowhere. They don't. We don't have any movies right now planned. We have some good Disney Plus properties right now. That's the future of Star Wars right now. But Star Wars is supposed to be a billion dollar brand, a multi billion dollar brand, and you're not making billions. They got lucky on the Baby Yoda thing. You got completely lucky on that. But you're not normally going to make billions off of these Disney Plus projects. Now, now one thing that I will say is. I, I'm sure um, that they have had discussions with regards to having Lucas at least consult on many of these projects. And I think he has consulted on We've seen him on set. We have pictures yeah. of him on set. Right. I've seen video of him on set for The Mandalorian. Yes. For various other things. We know he's been on set for all these various different projects. He just did the sit down with Filoni. On did the sit down with Filoni. Clone Wars. So, we, I, you know... I, I I'm almost certain at this point that he has consulted on. Right. It could have been in a very in a very minor way. Right. But he has visited some sets and he has consulted on some things. Yeah. I'm I sure think. he he's got the number of Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, yeah. John Favreau, obviously Dave Filoni, obviously yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. They and have, I'm sure they've, they've all communicated. Out, they've reached out for his input and he has given. What do you think about the idea of? so-and-so being so-and-so those that being related to this guy like i'm sure he's given his input he's not he doesn't have final say on anything but i'm right. sure he said oh this is what i think right. i don't think it's a good idea right now <laughs> now now do i think that Iger, chapik corn and the whole cabal <laughs> have the yeah fight well, walt disney um but have they all um you know said let's bring george back as the lucasfilm president um, I think they've considered it. Whether or not that's happened, if they wanted it, they can make it. I think I mean, they can make it happen. But I think someone might have mentioned it once at a meeting, maybe. But I, I don't think it's on anything. Do you think that, that's, they have a serious? I don't thing. think they've ever seriously considered it. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I really don't. Especially not based on how they've how they have how how Kathleen Kennedy has run Lucasfilm. I think I think if that was something that they seriously considered, I think they would have told her to reverse ship a long time ago. Right, because they're in charge. They're her boss. I think they would have told her, you know, this isn't working. You need to change it. it. Like, like if they really were considering bringing George back, if it was that bad, I think they would have told her, you got to change. Something's got to change here because this is not working. And it hasn't been that cat- catastrophic. They've right. made money. So, um, so no. Again, the, re- the reason why I think they've considered is, like I said, things haven't gone well. And what could bring a jolt? To the franchise from a fan interest perspective more than George Lucas being involved. I don't think there's anything else. There's nothing else on that level. Because you brought back Mark Hamill, you brought back you brought back everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was exciting and people were going crazy. But it didn't work. For for a large amount of people, it didn't work. So mm-hmm. now they've done that. They've exhausted all of their options at this point. They can try something new, but You've already alienated too many people. So now, if you yeah. try something new, people are just gonna be like, eh, Disney, Star Wars, I'll pass. 
if now if you say George Lucas is involved now, would there be still some segment of people oh, with the prequels or blah, blah, blah? Sure, but in terms of intrigue, that would be the that's the number one thing that'll get people intrigued. And if that's the number one thing, if we can determine that, then you'd have to then they'd be stupid not to even think about it. Look, and tomorrow I, I would say, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not a smart move, but it's look, not something they say, would consider. I was, I was about to say, I mean, you know me. I'm, I would never <laughs> say, why would they ever do that? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying what they, based on what their actions have right. shown, <laughs> right. no. I don't, I don't trust that. that, that I don't think that's that something they've ever considered. I think they went with Kennedy, and they haven't right. looked back since. So what what, what's, what else has Doomcock said? So Beyond they, the fact that he's saying that they, so they, they want Lucas. That they want Lucas back. He says that they've contacted Lucas. So that's step two. I don't know if I buy that necessarily. But, uh, but if, they, if they've internally had those conversations, why wouldn't you contact them? I think they've spoken to Lucas. Iger, right. Well, I, of course, Iger made the whole deal with Yeah, Lucas. yeah. But they've, I think they've spoken to Lucas about various things. I don't know what. You know, it could have been, you know, how you doing. Right. You know, I think they've spoken. I don't think they're not on speaking terms. Yeah. You know, I think they probably asked him for... Potentially asked him for input on various things. Um, you know, he ran this company and he ran it very well for a very long time. So, or the property, well, it was a company and a property for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they've spoken. I don't think they've ever asked him to come back in any <laughs> official, right, or or unofficial way. No, there's no way. There's no way. I guess there's a zero. I give it a negative percent chance. <laughs> There's no way this ever happened. I look. I think because I think that the first possibility of them wanting Lucas is a possibility. Then I think this is the logical next step that you'd contact him. It's a little less likely, of course, but I I think that this is also possible. The more and more he talks, the less likely the stuff becomes, as you as the viewers will hear. So, what percentage chance would you give this if uh, that that Disney asked Lucas to come back? I I feel like in terms of them having some sort of negotiation about him returning to the into the company, thirty five, thirty five percent, thirty five. You think they really could have asked Lucas to come back? It makes so much sense. Again, what's the next? What's the if we're assuming like I guess me that that's for me saying like right. Kennedy is like kind of out. Of course, if status right. quo is status quo, then fifteen. You know, like, then, all right, then right. no one's coming in. But if we're assuming, like, they're trying to make some sort of shakeup, the biggest, the, the, they're making some sort of shakeup, like, it's, it's, it's likely they've certainly considered the Lucas move. And if they've considered it, why not make the call? What are his terms? What are his, uh, you mm-hmm. know, what, 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 I, what I what's his number? I understand. Now, Doomcock apparently knows Lucas's terms, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's, so that's the next step. In Doomcock's, um, what Doomcock sources are telling him. <laughs> uh, so they said that um, they made the offer that Lucas had very specific terms, um, which I didn't write the terms down. Kendall, do you remember the exact so list of the terms? I, I, I remember three of the four. I remember, I remember a few of the terms. Yes, yeah, it, it was several terms. So he told them, first of all, I want full creative control. Full creative control, yeah. Uh, he says, I don't want you guys to touch. The original trilogy ever right. again. Doesn't want them to touch the original trilogy. Um, did he say something about I want to run the company? I feel like that, that kind of overlaps with the creative yeah, control. Full thing. creative control. Don't touch the original trilogy. Um, 
I know he wanted Kennedy out. He wants Kennedy out. He wants he Kathleen Kennedy not involved in anything. Not he wants involved. Her gone. He wants her fired, essentially, from Lucasfilm. At least the Lucasfilm portion of this. Right. He wants her completely gone. And I forget what the fourth one is. I believe it was something either something about Disney meddling or something about Disney, like, like giving him like the the title. Oh no! I think he said um, he want they want no he wanted to finish this. That's another part. He wanted to do his sequel trilogy. Right. He wanted to. I don't believe trilogy. that. That yet. doesn't make any sense. If yeah, I'm di- that's the part where if I'm Disney, I'm like, no, you can't do the <laughs> sequel trilogy. Which what was that? What was? What Doomcock reported last week or two weeks ago when we talked about it? I, Wasn't there it, something it out been. there about there was a rumor they that, want to reboot the yeah, series? Yeah, there was the rumor that they were going to decanonize uh, yeah. the, the, the sequel the trilogy. trilogy. And and they were just going to remove do something it completely and different. reboot everything. And Which, again... I don't know if that was his rumor, but that was a rumor. Right. It probably, probably as crazy as it is, probably was. It, again, is it possible they've considered it? Sure, because again, I think they're in no man's land right now. They got nowhere. To, they've hit a dead end in terms of Star Wars movies, and maybe I'm overstating that, but it feels that way. In terms of obvious, they've had so many obvious plays. Even the Kenobi thing, obvious play, and they've kind of run. They're, they're running out of those obvious plays. So could they have considered? Yeah, why don't we just do it over again and just try and do it better this time? That would be one thing that would interest people, but you would alienate so many people. If you do that, so I I can't imagine that was the case. Um, those those demands seemed seem like like you you said before the show, Shamari, borderline fan fiction, the way it reads in some level. That's what I'm saying, you know, yeah. like I I'm willing to believe the I want creative control. I absolutely Lucas would ask for that. Yeah, he would. He would if this um, really happened. That he would absolutely him ask asking about the original trilogy. Or in demanding that they don't touch the original trilogy, I mean, I'm I'm not see why I don't see why they would, but I'm sure I'm not I don't see why he wouldn't want that. Of course, he would want that. So again, those two make sense. Kennedy being out doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Kennedy being out that's that's very personal. Unless she did something snake, so she made some snake move against Lucas that we don't know about. Which but we there's I mean, no I there's none to suggest that. Yeah, we have, we have no evidence. As of far that, as so we know, she, he it. kind of appointed her the successor of him at Lucasfilm. Right. If if he didn't think she did a good job, I mean, he would have full creative control. So, right. What's the problem? Is he saying she's that incompetent <laughs> that like she can't even like she can't even consult and consult? He he wants her out completely. So yeah, I don't understand. That. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. She didn't direct the movies, <laughs> you know. It's like <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't. I don't really uh, understand that at all. So I, I mean, I don't believe these rumors. I'm willing to believe that Kathleen is out and John Favreau isn't. That I think is believable. We speculated that for a long time, right? That John Favreau may be success- the successor to Kathleen Kennedy when her contract expires. Now I'm still not convinced that Favreau is going to be the head of Lucasfilm. I think. That you seems think there's going to be some kind of some kind of other some some sort of other role. other arrangement because head of Lucasfilm it doesn't seem like something he would do. You know, like he's been involved in so many other things at yeah, Disney. He's in the MCU, right? He's he's literally in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's an actor, but he's also like he's directed a lot. He's directed The Lion King and Jungle Book. Like, why would he want to be the head of Lucasfilm? Why would he Good care point. about like the Bad Batch? Yeah, he's you not. Know? He's not. He's not so. 
over the hill, so to speak, in terms, right. in terms of being a creative. Yeah, like I, this is some retirement job. Like, he's <laughs> in his prime as a filmmaker, so it'd be, yeah, sure. be odd for him to say. Now, could he take some like more specific role? But he's the head of like, you know, like what Doomcock mentioned. He said he could be the head of the Disney Plus Star Wars Star Wars content, as opposed to you know running the company and then being under Lucas in that regard. That makes more sense. Even um, that, with all the content coming down the pipe, allegedly, even seems that, like even, a lot. That, even that's a very involved role, right? Um, so I mean, but I do I think John Favreau will have a bigger f- name and face at Lucasfilm post Kathleen Kennedy. I think so. I mean, I, yeah, it seems that way. He's been consistently working with Lucasfilm. He worked. He he basically worked on the Mandalorian season one and two back to back. Yeah, I don't know if he's done anything in between. Um, so, because as soon as the first season came out, we were already asking, where's the second season? Yeah. Oh, he already made it. It's yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out in like a year. So it's, it's very rapid development. So he seems very excited to work with Lucasfilm in that capacity. I personally wouldn't be too surprised um, if Lucasfilm or, or if, um, if John Favreau became the head of Lucasfilm. Because I think it's a job that... Um, I think it's a job that he would enjoy doing personally based on all the projects he's worked on. And I think it's a job he would be very good at. And I think it's a job Lucasfilm would be lucky to have him, to have him perform. And I think they would 100% offer it to him. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they offered it to him already. So, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be too shocked if he became the head of Lucasfilm. Um, I mean, obviously he's had an extremely successful film career in various different aspects. You don't think that that would be too soon? Making the head of Luke film off of one project. Now, of course, they've seen the second season. So no, I don't think so. They, they I, know, I've but. seen enough of his work. He's worked. He's already worked with Disney on various different projects. And yeah, I've seen. I've, I, I know I've seen enough. These are the same clowns at Lucas film. No disrespect to them. That, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> that gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy before <laughs> before episode 8 came out. So, like, do I think that it's possible they would mm-hmm. make him the head of Lucasfilm after one season of Mandalorian? Absolutely. Right. But do I think it would be early? I think so. I think, think so. I think, again, we, we've been through this with Ryan Johnson. Now, the Ryan Johnson, we had seen nothing. They, they gave him an entire trilogy. I mean, I, I, mean, I think but, having seen... I think another thing that that kind of low key, kind of made me go, this guy gets it. Was seeing him uh, when he was d- d- when he had the Mandalorian panel with Dave Filoni, or the gallery, um, or the, the actual panel that he had at was it a celebration? D twenty three. It might have been at celebration. I think it. I think it was at was that celebration. When, I don't he, when he had the whole panel with uh, Filoni, and they were going through the whole, and they had then they had the the footage that they were going to show, but we didn't see it. <laughs> and I had to look it up online. <laughs> I believe that was, I believe that was a celebration. Yeah, but I, I believe yeah, I believe that was celebration. Um, <laughs> all these things, yeah. but um, yeah, they all blend together at, at some point. But um, but yeah, watching him at that panel, I was like, he, he gets under it. he gets it. Similar to Filoni, it was like he understands. Oh, man. Some people didn't like what Lion King. Fans want to see Lion King was <laughs> it was the original Lion King just <laughs> yeah. what he made, which is right. look. That, I'm not gonna hate on him for it. It's not like right. he, he did a bad job. Right. He didn't ruin it. He did what he was supposed to do. 
He remade it. He made it look like it was real. If the, some if people it, didn't like that, some format. people didn't like that. Which you know, if you didn't like that, maybe you shouldn't have seen the movie. <laughs> right. The same thing with Jungle Book. People liked it. So yeah, to see why so. he would do that again. But yeah, I mean, Favreau. I mean, he did Iron Man too. You know, I mean, that one was also kind of shaky. Um, <laughs> but you know, not to, not to you know try to poke holes in his rhetoric. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about making the head of Lucasfilm. I'm like, I I don't know. Uh, let me see season two. Let me see season two of the Mandalorian. Let me see where this Baby Yoda thing is going. You know, if the Baby Yoda thing, you know, kind of falls flat, then I don't know. But I, at I, the end of the day, we'd be making him head of Lucasfilm because of Baby Yoda. There's several. There's several <laughs> things. So there's Favreau, and there's the fact there's how much he trusts Filoni's input as well. Which is important. Seeing him interact with Filoni. Right. On they've, that, that, they've worked. Seeing him interact with Filoni on that panel as well. Yeah. Exactly. Shows that he knows that Filoni gets it. Right. Which would and be important. he knows that Filoni's input is extremely valuable when it comes to creating new Star Wars content. And I think Iger knows that. I think Chapik, I think the heads of Disney Plus at this point know Filoni is money. Mm-hmm. After what he did with the Clone Wars Season 7. That we can't. You know, like I'm not sure if Bob Iger knew Dave Filoni's name. I don't know if they have an algorithm to calculate how many subscriptions he got, they probably got to Disney Plus just based on that alone. Yeah, it's, it's got to be in the thousands. Yeah, it's they, they certainly have an algorithm. Thousands. How many people watched it? How many people, you know, were engaging on it? I mean, of how many Star Wars fans are out there? Period. Right. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. How many of them bought Disney Plus? Because of the Clone Wars, because of how popular the Clone Wars is, and how fan- fantastic it is. Once it drops, they probably got a nice, nice little boost. <laughs> now, I think some of this overlap. I think a lot of the people. I mean, if you're already watching The Mandalorian, why wouldn't but, you? That's true. Too. You know, like if that's you're true. watching Clone Wars, why would you get <laughs> The Mandalorian? But they probably got a. Ni- they probably saw a nice little boost. But like, would, did did Bob Iger know Dave Filoni's name two years ago? I don't know if he did. You don't think he knew Dave Filoni's name? Like, did he know who Dave Filoni was, Bob Iger? Yeah, he must. He must have known. I mean, because Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, Dave Filoni worked right with with George Lucas on the Clone Wars. I mean, Kennedy definitely knew who Filoni was. Well, I'm not saying, of course, Kathleen Kennedy knows who Dave Filoni is, but Bob Iger. I mean, I don't think he's thinking about Dave Filoni actively when he thinks about right. Star Wars movies. Right. But I think he knew who Dave Filoni is. <laughs> Maybe I'm not giving Dave Filoni enough credit. I mean, he did. He was the head Maybe. of Rebel. I, I don't know. Of course, we know. don't know exactly how the how the relationships right, work. Right, the hierarchies and stuff. The hierarchies. Kennedy reports. She's a president of Lucasfilm. Right. So she reports. To Iger and Alan Horn. Iger and Alan Horn. I, I mean, I, again, I, I'm, we don't have the chart. Right, you know the hierarchy chart. But Alan Horn but, is right under Iger. Yeah, at least he was him and Jay Pick was in a whole other situation. Now he's ahead of Alan Horn. And right. Now and Iger is ahead of Jay Pick. Regardless, I, it seems as I if mean, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way: if if Bob Iger doesn't know who Dave Filoni is, um, he knows now. Is what I, the, the point I was trying to make? Right. Okay. That if he didn't, he, if okay. he didn't know his name two years ago, or if he didn't care about who Dave Filoni was. Which I don't know if he did. Yeah. You know, if a, he look, was hosting. I mean, he was maybe, a look, maybe it's showrunner for a random Star Wars cartoon that he didn't watch. Like, I, I guarantee you, Bob Iger hasn't watched more than one episode of Rebels, if any. So that's probably true. So, so why would he I mean, care about Filoni? Show made for kids. As long as it's not doing horribly, I right. don't think he would have any reason to be like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. Right. So, but I'm sure now. I'm sure he's seen 
I, I think he's probably seen some aspect of Clone Wars. Or knows, at least, that Clone Wars is serious. And this guy, Dave Filoni, uh, who's not going to probably be doing Ahsoka, is, is, uh, is, is, is not nobody to be messed with at this point. Mm-hmm. Did an episode of The Mandalorian, the first episode. Um, he knows who Dave Filoni is now. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, so yeah, very, very interesting stuff from Doomcock. Yeah, very interesting, interesting theories. I believe some of it, some of it I absolutely don't believe. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I'm the same way. But either way, it's very, very fascinating stuff. And he has more stuff that's come out since then that, you know, we, we didn't get into. But, you know, yeah. he, he's come out with a lot of stuff. So, he, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably already listened to his video. He has 100,000, over hundreds of thousands of views on his videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this Lucas subject, but um, if you haven't, go check it out. If you really care to hear, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, what yeah is happening at Lucasfilm reportedly. Yeah, by all means, check it, check them out. Um, so we have a couple of stories here. Uh, um, a couple of things from the uh, what the the Latino review. The Latino review. The Latino review has a couple of scoops for us. Um, uh, so the first scoop is that we are due to get a Mandalorian trailer in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so the twenty first or the twenty second. Twenty first or the twenty second playoffs of August during the NBA playoffs. Um, Jordan so, Mason uh, corroborated this report and Jordan saying Mason that he's heard uh, the same thing. So this is um, so this is some this would be interesting if we were due to get a Mandalorian trailer. I mean, suppose the show is supposed to drop in the fall. I don't know if it has an exact date yet, um, but a trailer would be a good way to announce a date. So you can have an actual trailer, then maybe it'll have the date um, along with it. I mean, the Mandalorian. It'll be interesting to have the, a show, a trailer for a show premiered during during a playoff. Usually, they have stuff like that for movies. Um, so that'll be a big deal for the Mandalorian. That'll mean that the Mandalorian. That means that they know the Mandalorian is money. Oh man, Baby Yoda again. I, keep, I hate to keep bringing our Baby Yoda every episode. Half the trailer is gonna be Baby Yoda. But like, <laughs> you know, what Disney IP could they possibly show during the NBA playoffs that would have as much, no, like, as much reach? Like, I mean, Eternals I or Mandalorian season two? Who cares? Who do people care more about in terms of like the wide range? More people have seen the Mandalorian than would know what Eternals is. Yeah, more people would know the Baby Yoda thing more than they would know anything about what the Eternals are. So if they show an Eternals trailer, people will go crazy, like Marvel Studios fans, which is obviously big. But the the amount of people that have seen Mandalorian is probably more than the amount of people that will know anything about Eternals. Now that's one property, but. Again, I mean, we're going to show Black Widow. I mean, right now, they've got nothing to show. So, hmm. you know, it, re- it would be the Eternals, if anything. Um, or Mulan, more Mulan, more Black Widow, you know. Yeah. So, that, yeah. in theory, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it does make sense. I mean, it's, it really depends on what they would like to promote. I mean, the more promotion you give something, the better, just in general. Right. So, if they wanted to get some early promotion uh, going... Um, for Eternals, I think I think that would be wise as well. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, promoting the Mandalorian, I think, of course, I think that would be a good move as well. Um, we have to get a trailer at some point. I mean, it's coming out in the fall. We're already in August, close to mid-August now. So I mean, 
Um, they could start dropping trailers closer to their release. I think that honestly, the Mandalorian is so big at this point. I don't think they need to do what they did last time, where they where we're getting a where their promotion was kind of massive for the Mandalorian. But the main the Mandalorian is being used to help sell Disney Plus, so they kind of had to yeah. promote it that way. I don't think they have to promote it that way personally. Right. Um, I don't think they're going to. I don't think it's going to boost Disney Plus sales the way that it that it did last time in no. terms of just boosting the amount of sales, amount of people that were buying Disney Plus. Um, I mean, I feel I I would kind of compare it to the promotion for um, uh, for some of these other season two shows. I, I have plenty of the Netflix shows where they get a season two trailer or another season trailer, and then the show comes out. A couple weeks right. afterwards, hopefully, hopefully they don't do that. Necessarily. Yeah, but um, kind of vague. Yeah, kind of vague. Kind of you know you don't know. You're wondering, oh, when's it gonna drop? When's it gonna you're drop? Not trying to and then there's just a random trailer drop. People haven't seen the first season. Yeah, like, we'll probably see Baby Yoda, but they're not gonna like be like, yeah. So last time in season one, you know. Yeah, exactly. They'll be very vague about what's what's happening. You'll probably see John Crow, you know. Um, do we think we get any Ahsoka in the trailer? Nah, no way. Not even a tease. I give it a fifteen percent chance. I mean, there's a possibility. Will we see Ahsoka Tano before the show comes out? You mean in any in any way, shape, or form, and then leaks and anything? I mean, I mean, leaked. That'd be unfortunate. But in some sort of poster, some sort of like announcement, tweet, first look at a Entertainment Weekly, first look at Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. In Mandalorian, or I don't know. Or I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I mean, I think that I think that would be. I if think, it just drops, I think it depends on. I think that depends on a lot of things. I think it depends on how good Ahsoka looks. Um, I mean, hopefully they have. I mean, you would think they'd have confidence in their product, but I think unless Ahsoka looks amazing, or like the yo know, this VFX these these this is something we haven't seen, kind of thing. Then I'd be like, eh, why? You know, personally. Why show it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, otherwise, I mean, if it if she does look really good, then I'd be like, yeah. By so you think this is gonna be more like a Darth Maul and Solo situation where they hold yeah, on to that's it? What I think. Nobody knows about it, and then it just happens, and you're like, what? Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, it, I mean, because the sell for Ahsoka for most people that aren't star- hardcore Star Wars fans. Would be the fact that she's a Jedi, right? Which I mean, I don't know if she's going to be using a lightsaber in the show. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. I'd be fine either way, personally. Um, in her show, I think she will be. I don't know if it'll be. In her show, show, she she should. <laughs> right. In this show, I don't know if she will. Yeah, we don't know the context. I don't think she has yeah. to. I I would be fine with not with her not really disclosing that she's a Jedi until either at the end of whatever her episode is or later on having it be a mysterious kind of thing because I think it matches the show's right. tone. So that's why I don't know if they're gonna. I imagine them not promoting it at all. I think that would be. They've been very quiet. I think that would be good for a story from a story perspective, right? Because that would blow people's minds. Similar to Baby Yoda. Yeah. If you know a Force user just comes out of nowhere, so I think that would be wise. I think that would be a good surprise. I mean, I think they they. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they promoted someone like Afra. If Afra were in the in the in the season. Right. Um, I mean, because Afra is a fun character, a funny character, interesting character. So, I mean, I could see something like that happening. 
But Ahsoka, I would think they would want to save. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, like I said, unless she looks like just it's so amazing. They're gonna have her with her double bladed joints. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Where like she's she's moving sales herself. She's she is selling the season. Then it's like okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> possibly. Yeah, I I don't, again the only comparison I can think of is the is the the, the mall comparison. I mean, look, we got Vader in Rogue One, mm-hmm. but that again that's different. It's a movie, you know, and it, we kind of all knew he was gonna be in it, so you kind of had to show him. Because, like, again, Vader sells tickets. You know, if you tell me your Vader's going to be in the movie, that's going to give you another, probably an extra million dollars. Um, now, the question is again, like I said, Ahsoka's not making any light by Disney Plus. Anybody, but anybody knows who Ahsoka Tano is probably has Disney Plus already. Um, so it'd be, it'd be purely just for like. Just for fanfare, just get people excited. Which, again, that would get people excited. And you're talking mm-hmm. about a major character. Um, it'd be kind of a weird thing to hold on to. To be like, yeah, you know, like we know it's a it's a fact. Rosario Dawson's in the season as Ahsoka Tano, but we're not going to reveal how, how she looks. It would definitely kind of probably, you know, make some make some people a little nervous about. All right, is this going to look any good? What's the situation going to look like? But I, don't know. I mean, I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, 100% yeah, I'm nervous, nervous now. But <laughs> they, they already know. said they're making a show. We don't even know what she looks like. But I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I don't got to see it. I don't, I don't need them to be like, reveal it. Or I'm not watching the scene. I think there's a chance we see her in the trailer. I'm going to say it. I think there's a chance we see Ahsoka or Rex or Maybe somebody that. that we know is supposed to be in the season. Even if it's just Katie Sackhoff uh, as well. There's a chance we'll see someone... I think I think there's a chance we see that in the trailer, um, because if not, what are you showing? You know, like I mean, look, there are plenty of other characters that are gonna be in the season, but um, I'm sure there's yeah. lots that's gonna happen. I mean, I, I wouldn't Morgan, I wouldn't necessarily say what are you showing? Are we gonna see Rex? You know, or whoever he's supposed to be playing? Um, Boba Fett potentially. I don't, we don't know. <laughs> this season's gonna be crazy. I keep forgetting that like Boba Fett's supposed to be in it. Allegedly, there's a lot of rumors. A lot of yeah, we don't know what's real. We'll see. Know. We'll see. Rex is supposed to be in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, we shall see. Um, so there is another rumor from uh, the Latino Review. Now, this is this one. I'm gonna put a disclaimer um, because uh, it, it, it involves uh, it involves things that you know Are very controversial. For controversial. Younger audiences may not want to, you know, it's very controversial. Stumble upon. Stumble upon. So right. I'm just going to leave that for anyone that has a young one with uh, with them or anything like that. Um, any younglings with them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, all right. So with that disclaimer, you may want to skip maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. But. Oh, you um, don't even really, you don't even have to skip. You don't have to skip, but I just want to, I just want to put a disclaimer that this is involving right. something that is. <laughs> <laughs> that is uncouth, right? And we're not going to go into detail about it, but right, I just want right. to just want to put that disclaimer out there right. in, general, in general. So, um, so this story has has to do with Ray uh, Ray Park. Okay, so I love Ray Park. I'm a big I'm a big Ray <laughs> Ray Park fan. Obviously, Toad uh, from the X Men, Toad and Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. He seems like honestly, he seems like an awesome dude. You're right. Okay. He came back to do, to be Darth Maul in the in the Clone Wars even as far as the uh, well obviously in Solo first of all came back yes. as Darth Maul in Solo which which I referenced before blew people's minds away um, 
He's, he's extremely talented. Yeah, extremely yeah, talented I mean, in terms of. Uh, yeah, he was talented enough that Dave Filoni asked him to do the motion capture right. for yeah. Darth Maul in season seven of the Clone Wars. Yeah, and we know how great his fight was with and, Ahsoka, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was amazing. It was probably the best we've seen from Darth Maul animation. Yeah. So obviously, given what we saw from the Clone Wars, and not just the Clone Wars, but actually more specifically Solo, there was the assumption that. We're going to be seeing more Darth Maul in the future. Yes. And I believe Latino Review came out and said that we're supposed to be getting more Darth Maul content. Like, Darth Maul is supposed to be showing up. This happened last week right. or a couple weeks ago that Darth Maul is going to be in everything and, going forward. And I I am inclined to believe that because Ray Park had been posting stuff right. with him as Darth Maul right. in various different kind of stuff and... Saying things where I'm like, is he hinting at being Darth Maul? Like, again, playing yeah. Darth Maul again? And people would leave comments saying, oh, wow, what does this mean? Are you in a new right. role? And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, is Ray Park in a new role? Right. So, uh, yeah, I was inclined to believe that. But then he had a situation, which, again, if you want to look into that, you can look into yeah, We're not going to go into depth with what happened But it was controversial. All. It and was very controversial. It, there, was a, there was a point in time where people thought, maybe he's not going to be Darth Maul again. And they're now we're getting reports from Latino Review and Skylar Schuler from Disney Insider that are saying Darth Maul Disney doesn't want really, doesn't they don't they aren't inclined to move forward with Ray Park as Darth Maul. Whether or not it's because of the controversy or not, we don't know. I mean the timing of it can makes you wonder. It probably is is involved it they probably are intertwined the two things, but mm-hmm. regardless, that Disney isn't inclined to move forward with Ray Park as Darth Maul. Right. And given that that we know Darth Maul is certainly going to be involved in some of these live action projects because of all of the uh, was it the, the Crimson Dawn stuff that we got uh, to you during Solo and Clone Wars, we know it's going to be more Darth Maul. The first name that obviously comes to mind is Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, of course, the Clone Wars voice and Rebels voice of Darth Maul, um, who's kind of carved out his own. Uh, path of a live-action actor over the last five or six years is now reportedly potentially going to be playing Darth Maul live-action. What do you make of all this, Shamar? Um, now, in regards to re- whether Ray Park is staying on or not, now the the act itself involved, you know, explicit images. Um, now we've seen other people be. Um, I mean, Ezra Miller comes to mind, as you had brought up before the show. Um, I mean, he's still on. Yeah, they're talking um, about this Flash movie is going to be great. Yeah, Can't so, wait. which is bizarre <laughs> to me. I've gone. I've, I've had, Check it out. I've had many rants with regards to Ezra Miller, so I'm not even going to go down that jump, go down that rabbit hole again. But um, so, yeah, I, I this isn't something where and just regarding the specifics of the situation, again, I'm not going to go into detail. But just with regards to what happened, I don't think this is a situation where they need to remove him. Right. Based off what we know right now. Based off of what we know right now. So I don't think he's going to be removed. Um, I don't think they should remove him. I think he is great as Darth Maul. He hasn't done anything so horrendous that, that, you know, there's no no other option or anything like that. So I think he should stay on as Darth Maul. So, 
I don't believe if they're saying that Whitworth is Darth Maul or that he's in talks to be Darth Maul permanently. I don't believe that. Um, um, I not that I don't believe you know Latino Review, but I just think their sources may maybe. I don't think their sources. Maybe maybe they didn't hear the whole story or something. You know, so I I don't, I don't believe this rumor. Um. Uh. Now Whitwer, I love Whitwer as Darth Maul. Uh, in terms of voicing Darth Maul, um, do I think he could play Darth Maul? I think he just has a different. I think it's, he has a whole different facial structure. I mean, it, it would definitely throw people off. <laughs> it would throw me off for sure. Like, he's never been under the paint. <laughs> he's never been the guy. So he's Star Killer, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine him being Darth Maul. So I mean, look, is it possible? I mean, every anything is possible. I guess I don't think Disney would need to take this kind of a hardline stance against Ray Park. So no, I don't believe. Uh, I don't you don't think we'll see Sam Witwer as Darth Maul? No. You no, think the next time we see Darth Maul, it'll be Ray Park? Yes, 100%. Because <laughs> what happened, I don't think they need to fire They Ray don't need Park. to. And it, especially considering we're talking about Ray Park, like, Ezra Miller, let's be honest, is the face of The Flash. He's the face, he's one of the faces of DC, he's one of the bigger names at you know, Warner Brothers right now, outside of DC. But he's, he's, he's the face of, 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 a, of an entire brand. So, versus Darth Maul, who's somebody, again, of course, they're trying to push him into other things, but, like, we're not, we're not talking about, like, someone who's playing a character that is going to be front and center. Right. At least as, right now. He hasn't been yeah. front and center. It's not like they're making it, I mean, maybe he's getting his own series, but as of right now, we're not getting a Darth Maul show, as far as I know. Maybe if, you know, if that's the case, and we are getting a Darth Maul show, it becomes a little dicier. Then it becomes a little more similar to the Ezra Miller situation, but... Because he's only playing Darth Maul, also considering he's a character that's under face paint, which, I mean, you should you think that shouldn't matter, but, you know, it probably does help in some regard. Um, there are reasons why I could see why why Ray Park uh, could stay on, but I definitely, it wouldn't shock me if Sam Whitworth were the guy. Because, mm-hmm. while yes, Darth, well, Ray, Ray Park has certainly has the skills to play Darth Maul from a... Uh, not just an acting chop standpoint, but from a um, from a fighting standpoint, Sam Witwer has definitely, certainly ingratiated himself within the Star Wars community. Not only as a favorite at Lucasfilm, because we're gonna—I mean, he's probably gonna be in the Bad Batch as well. I mean, he knew he, Sam Witwer was talking about what was gonna be in the Bad Batch as if he was in it, <laughs> but. He's probably going to be in the Bad Batch, but not only is he, so not only is he ingratiated himself within Lucasfilm and the higher ups there, but I think he's also ingratiated himself more so with the Star Wars community than Ray Park ever has, and that's not really a slight to Ray Park, but I just think Sam Witwer has been so engaging with the Star Wars community through various ways. I mean, whether it be through Twitch, whether it be through Twitter, whether it be through yeah, I mean, appearances. I, I think he's engaged with them. Whether or not he's more beloved or not, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Star Wars community is definitely way more familiar with Ray Park, uh, just because he's been in the community for for two decades. Right, right, going you back know. obviously to a Phantom Menace. So, and I think the, um, I mean, it's not a popularity contest, but I just think the Star Wars community is just more familiar with Ray Park as, right. especially as Darth Maul. Right. Same way, um, just a voice. Yeah, he's a, a lot he's a voice. And he does a good job. And I think the Star Wars community enjoys Whitwer in various roles. He's good as Star Killer right. in terms of being the face. 
and I think he is. Um, I think he's good as, as Darth Maul. Whitworth's got some acting chops. We have to understand as well. Yeah, you know, Whitworth. He's been in various different shows. Could be arguably and, and a, games and other stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. Whitworth could arguably be a better Darth Maul than Ray Park, from like not a fighting standpoint, but just an acting standpoint. I mean, Darth possible. Maul for the most part has been kind of he's been kind of bland. You know, he's been kind of like the Ray Park Darth Maul. It's been kind of bland, you know. He's bland, obviously, in The Phantom Menace, and maybe that was for reasons, but um, even in Solo. That's very, a good point. Didn't do much. We know Sam Witwer. We've seen ranges with Sam Witwer, as Darth Maul with his voice, but also in other roles where you're like, oh, we've seen him play this guy. We've seen him play that guy. Typically, mostly he's evil. <laughs> and a lot of things I've seen him in. I'd be but, interested in seeing Ray Park try to, you know. You know expand his role. Expand, expand the role. Even as Toad, he was kind of. <laughs> not doing much. Yeah, I don't think that was his fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we 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 know the writing was going on, so I no, I, I wouldn't blame him for that. Um, but yeah, either way, you know, we're gonna keep an eye on this to see what happens. Nothing official has happened, right? So you know, there's nothing official to report. And he did do the voice of Maul in Solo. He did, yeah. Sam Witwer. Yep. So that is also interesting. Yeah. So he's voiced Maul in the movie. So. It's, so yeah, it was interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, obviously we'll keep an eye on it. Nothing official yet, but um, that is a rumor going around. So we're gonna see if that rumor ends up being true. Uh, so I did briefly want to touch on a uh, uh, video game uh, coming out for PlayStation VR. Um, so the video game is Vader Immortal. Uh, so this is a VR video game. I don't play VR games, so I will not be playing Vader Immortal. Um, uh, but uh, for those of you that have PlayStation VR, it is going to be coming out. This was announced on the PlayStation State of Play, um, uh, State of Play uh, uh, event. Um, so uh, that is fast approaching. I believe it's coming out maybe early September. Or it's coming out very soon. Um, so that's something for you guys to look forward to. It looks like it could be it could be a decent experience. Um, it, it personally, it looks like a lot of fighting battle droids and stuff, which I'm not too. Uh, I don't know. I just I prefer when you're when it's not just droids um, in terms of lightsaber combat because it seems like there's gonna be a lot of lightsaber combat, which is good. Right. Um, yeah. Even include some force lightning in there, which I think is good. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't think VR is there yet. Just in looking at the gameplay and look, it's the same thing with the Batman Arkham VR. I don't like the fact that the guy has no arms. No arms. It's just floating hands. <laughs> it's it's uh, the VR isn't there yet. The VR is just not there yet for me. There's a lot. Some stuff VR I think works a little bit. The better. Iron Man like, one looked kind of cool. The Iron Man one looked kind of cool. I don't know how um, long it is. I don't know how well it plays, but it looks cool. The uh, some some shooter stuff I've played a little bit of VR. The shooter stuff is better. It's, it it Which feels maybe be why Iron Man also could be cool. right. Uh, and it feels more like a. Uh, like the arcade experience where you pick up the little gun and you have to shoot it at the guys coming at you and whatnot. That's what it seems. That's what it feels like when it's a shooter, and that's enjoyable. It gets a little repetitive after a little while, but it's enjoyable. Um, but you know, hand-to-hand stuff, it just looks weird. It feels weird. Um, they had one during the conference for Hit the Hitman video game for VR. And that it looked like you you had arms. You know, you were con- you seemed to be controlling his arms and whatnot. So it looked better. But this Vader VR just isn't doing it for me. Honestly, 
even if I had PlayStation VR, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'd try a demo. I don't think I'd buy it, honestly. And that's not very good coming from as big of a Star Wars fan as I am. But VR just, I don't think it's there yet in terms of gaming. It just doesn't look like it's something that I would want to spend a lot of time with. I think when, when we get to the point where we're able to, um, you know, like when VR is actually virtual reality, where you can really immerse yourself in that way, then I think then I think it's really something special. But the virtual, the VR, quote unquote, virtual reality experience we have now is not virtual reality. It's just some weird thing where you control hands. That's really all it is at this point. Yeah, you it's know, like, so. it looks like the Smash Brothers build like the, the the brawl uh, master hand. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's just these floating. Hands I see that and I'm like, eh, I'll pass. <laughs> I was I was with Perfect. it until I saw the floating hands with no no arm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This the story seems a little basic. Uh, it yeah. is canon, like it's most canon. like all Star Wars things. Right, it's at, now. It's at Vader's castle, right? Which is nice. Um, I I mean. <sighs> Again, VR is so specific and so like exclusive. You know, like how many people are actually buying this game? How many people have? This? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like you have an Oculus headset and you have VR. Or you have the PlayStation VR. Yeah, you have the PlayStation VR. Like, yeah, I, I mean, you might as well get it because right. there, there aren't that many cool things being made for it. So this is one of the things <laughs> I'll play. But like, if you don't, this isn't anything that's gonna make me get a whole Oculus headset, PlayStation VR. Today. Not at all. No way. So I, I, I mean, was considering it. Right. When I just heard about the title. Right. Vader Immortal. Immortal. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I gotta invest. <laughs> you might have to if it's that, if it's if it's crazy, I right. might have to just invest in, right. and see what I can get out of the product. It, right now, VR seems like it's a, it's another generation away from being Absolutely. playable. It's at least at least another generation. <laughs> Maybe I mean, after the PS5 and the Xbox Series right. X come out and they've run their course, then maybe we'll get after this generation. Maybe we'll get a VR that's really immersive. Right. Um, but we're definitely not. We there. are supposed to be getting some more Lego uh, Rise of Skywalker or whatever it's called, Skywalker Saga uh, stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel soon. like I've heard about that. Um, which that look, that's exciting. I yeah. love the Lego games. You know. But- the question, like we mentioned it before, the question is going to be, how do they make this any different than the last 20 games that they've made? Because they made one for every game. Like, what if I have all of them? I mean, I don't yeah. know anybody that does, but what if I do? Like, <laughs> what's going to make this any different? <laughs> right. Is, am I just going to replay the same game that I've played? Because if I, if I had the original three, then that's cool. But then what happens if then I had the the first six as a collection? Uh, again, probably cool, but I've played mm-hmm. through it twice. Then I got, you know, The Force Awakens, and uh, did they make another one after The Force Awakens? I don't, maybe not. I we, don't think so. Even if they didn't, now now I'm gonna play through that again, a game that I just had. On top of the fact that now I'm getting, now all I'm adding is these two movies. Yeah, Last yeah. Jedi and Rise Skywalker. Like they're gonna have to really either add a whole lot. Or add a lot of the TV shows and maybe books. Even not gonna do that, but I add some Clone Wars, Rebel stuff to really, really get me invested. But I'm not convinced they're gonna do that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that. Um, honestly, this the Lego joint I'm probably gonna buy. I I mean I don't see myself skipping it. Right. So. It, it does. It like especially since I didn't. We didn't get the last one. We didn't get we didn't the get Force Awakens. No. Probably because we knew like this is this is gonna eventually they're gonna come out with all of them. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's it's not. More, it's just not. Pretty sure that's more or less what was going on. Right. It's like it wasn't. It was a bad deal. Like sixty dollars for one movie. Oh yeah, definitely not sixty dollars. Sixty dollars for one movie when like they just came out with one that had six movies. The only time I ever considered getting that game was when they were offering the whatever the gold ultimate edition was that's on sale for like maybe thirty bucks or something. Right. That was the only time I considered getting it. Otherwise, I I never really considered getting Lego: The Force Awakens. It wasn't because I didn't think it was a good game right but i just didn't want to pay the money for it right so but this the complete saga yeah i'd, I'd pay I'd it seems like this will be good value yeah seems like a good value um so yeah some interesting stuff coming up coming down the pipe with uh video games the next big one is squadrons so yeah that's, that's not, not not too far away yeah it's not too far away so that that's the next big game we'll and whatchamacallit will be going um through. best in bulletin said they're hearing no battlefront 3 coming out I believe it. I think I think the the focus is going to be Fallen Order Two, whoever that sequel is. Uh, Squadrons, of course, which we know about, and um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know game. what else. Potentially a new game. Yeah, potentially another new title. But yeah, I, I think Battlefront is is done at least for the time being. They may they may at least wait a few years, which I think would be wise. Maybe they'll wait until the next movie, which is years, several years away. But right. I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to wait for them to really get a really good game out. I think it makes the most sense in the world. Uh, so uh, the last topic we'll be talking about today is uh, Comic Con. So we are going to be, as Kendo had mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be recapping uh, the Comic Con Lucasfilm Publishing panel um, that they had. Comic Con, they had Comic Con at home which is for the San Diego Comic-Con. Obviously, they couldn't have it at San Diego this year due to the pandemic, but they did have it for people at home. So they uploaded all the panels online. On They're all available on YouTube. I highly recommend check some of them out. So some really cool panels that they had. Um, and the they had the Lucasfilm Publishing panel, which they always have at New York Comic-Con. So me and Ken are very familiar with the format and, and how they have all the authors there and whatnot. And those are always very fun. So they, they basically replicated the experience online through what looked like a WebEx or Zoom meeting. Um, and it was, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of very talented authors there. Um, I mean, they had Timothy Zahn there, of course, uh, who wrote uh, Thrawn Ascendancy. Uh, they had George Mann, um, who wrote the Star Wars Myths and Fables. He also came out with the novel Dark, Dark Legends recently that he talked about during the panel. They had Alex Segura, who wrote the Poe Dameron uh, Freefall uh, book that I believe that, that actually recently came out as well, um, which I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about getting. It's basically is about his life as a young smuggler and, and all that, um, which is very interesting. So I, I may pick that up. I, I like Poe Dameron's story. That's the only reason I'm considering picking that up. Um... Uh, they had uh, Tom Engelberger, who wrote a story from uh, from a certain point of view, and he's writing another story for the new from a certain point of view book, um, which he talked about briefly. Um, that uh, uh, Preeti Chibber, I, I I feel bad for butchering that name potentially, uh, <laughs> but she wrote uh, the uh, novel for young readers, A Jedi You Will Be, uh, takes place um, on Dagobah with Luke uh, and Yoda. It was, it's a nice, you know, kind of book for for younger readers right and they always have a lot of the people that write the children's books at these panels I yeah find. And i think it's good yeah you know, it, it's, what were you gonna say no sorry i was gonna say like 
I think it's good because if I were a young person, I love Star Wars growing up. Right. I would have loved to get any of these books. Yeah, of course. Yeah, especially yeah, me like in school, like yeah, follow that library, or a book, book fair. fair or something. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I'd be all over these books. Yeah, I think and, it makes the most sense in the world. And it's also, it's cool to have the authors there and speak about it because, you know, a lot of times as as older Star Wars fans, um, you know, we see those books and we we scoff at them. You know, we we yep. we poo poo them because they're not they're they're we're above they're they're, they're way below our reading levels. Right. So, you know, they're more fit, you know, for the president. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no politics. <laughs> but but um no, yeah, like obviously like they're way above they're way below our reading level, so we we don't really respect them, you know, typically, but when you have the the authors there speaking about the what they put into the book, you know, what the effort they put into it, but not, which we kind of understand, it obviously takes effort, but like, you know, kind of the science behind some of the things that they wanted to put in there, the canon stuff that's in there is cool. Some stuff that you wouldn't even you wouldn't know is in there, you know, that you wouldn't appreciate. You know, it is cool to hear their perspectives because obviously you see just you know, oh, you know, how to be a Jedi, you know, for for five year olds, you think oh this is gonna be. This guy this has nothing of substance in there. But when you hear from the author what the message they're trying to get across to kids is, and you know how there's stuff possibly for adults even that they could get across, like it is cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of cool stuff. So I like it when they have the young reader stuff there. Um, they also had Alyssa Wong who is writing the Afro comics now. She had some interesting stuff to say. She kind of like, helps that kind of identifies with Afra, um, uh, which I think is very interesting. And um, they also had Greg Pak, who is writing the Darth Vader comic now. I think he's doing a fantastic job um, with that. And he elaborated on some of the stuff that, that they're doing with that and how, they're, they're, how they are infusing. Jeez, um, um, why am I forgetting your name? The, the Handmaiden. Um, oh, uh, Sabe. Sabe. There we go. How they're <laughs> infusing Sabe into the uh, Darth Vader comic. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it was cool. It was very cool hearing them talk about what they're doing. Cool to hear more about the, from a certain point of view, but, oh, also Rebecca Ronhorse, uh, was there also. Um, uh, but yeah, it was super cool hearing them talk about all these various different things. Um, you know, these different titles and, um, uh, you know, of course there's more books coming down the pipe. We have the Clone Wars, uh, Tales from the Clone Wars, uh, book coming out. I don't think that's coming out this year. I'm not certain. Um, so they did talk briefly about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Timothy Zahn talked about Thrawn Ascendancy a little bit. It was, it was, a, I highly recommend you check it out. It's about 50 minutes. So they give each, each of the people a, a little, a bit of time to talk about some of the projects they're working on and, and how they're so thankful to be working on these projects Right. and how excited they are to be working on these projects. Um, or have already written them, or or, or uh, whatnot. So, it's really exciting. It's all. You know, it's if you're a huge Star Wars fan, which if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth checking out. It's on YouTube. If you just search, um, you know, Lucasfilm Publishing Panel, it should be it should be one of the first things that come up. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was a. I thought this was a good panel. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, having Timothy's on there was was the highlight, but there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, definitely it showed you a very diverse group of writers over there at Lucasfilm. 
Um, you know, I thought the, the discussion on Afro was cool. Um, yeah. You know, again, I, one of the things I learned, I don't really, I, I haven't read anything with Afro, but, you know, it was cool how they, they talked about, like, how they have, like, you know, universities and <laughs> in Star Wars. Yeah which, Afro. yeah, which I didn't know, Kendall didn't know that. Right, I was like, this is, this is like, groundbreaking. What? They have <laughs> academia? <laughs> Yeah, they have a whole academia, whole college. I mean, they have doctors. They have right. people that get yeah, doctors. Yeah, I mean, once the once they introduced the doctor thing, that was uh, like they got a doctorate <laughs> from a from an, an, an accredited uh, institution. Yeah, institution exactly. So, um, so I thought that that was that was funny to to, to talk about. But um, but oh no, yeah, you know, I thought the Vader stuff with Greg Pak was cool. Um, again, I'm very excited about Thrawn. They actually, there's. I believe IGN released a excerpt for Thrawn Ascendancy. I know you weren't that big on the excerpts, but I'm not. I try to I try to avoid right. Um, yeah, I very actively try to try, try to avoid the excerpts. But if you are interested in excerpts, that there is one out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it seems like there's a lot of good things coming for Star Wars uh, from Lucasfilm Publishing. Um, <laughs> Again, it it, it is kind of like odd when we talk about like you know John Favreau being the head of Lucasfilm. Like he he'd be running Lucasfilm Publishing too. You know, it's like what? Yep. Yeah. But does John Favreau care about <laughs> Lucasfilm Publishing? I, don't I think know. he just put the right person in place to run it. Fair enough. And fair enough. He kind of yeah. Show me the spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> Are they selling? Great. Good. Thumbs up. You know, so that's I, probably what Kathleen Kennedy does. Honestly, I'm certain. I highly I, doubt she. I doubt uh, she write, picking any. I don't, I don't think she's writing any novels. Right. Not that she has. You have to necessarily run a publishing. Department, right. But, but is she even handpicking the writers? Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Probably not. You know. So does Kathleen? Not, Kennedy not saying know she's not well read. Right. She, she. I'm sure. I don't know if she's an avid reader. I have no idea. Right. 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 But I'm not saying she's not well read. And we were just saying. Does Bob Iger know who Chuck Wendig is? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. When it gets to that level, I'm like, maybe not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily expect Bob, Bob Iger to you know, know who Charles Soule. No, probably he probably doesn't know who he is. <laughs> All right, I mean, he may. I mean, maybe uh, it's unlikely. Stuff like that, I don't think he needs to know about. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, right. At some when point, it, it becomes. When it gets like, to that level, I don't think he needs to. Right, he probably shouldn't. Like, I mean, it'd be good to know, but like at that point, it's. I wouldn't say it's micromanagement. Yeah, yeah. but that would be like, like you're the CEO. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to know. If I'm Charles Soule, I'm like, why am I? Why am I talking to Bob Iger? Why do I need to know anything about? Why does Bob Iger need to know anything about me? <laughs> exactly. I'd be worried about my job. It's a little, uh, yeah, it's a little much. So I know I don't think. You need that. I mean, maybe maybe he knows who they are. Maybe he's read some of their stuff. If right. Possible. I, I, I'd I see that know. as a possibility. You know, I'm saying there's no way. There's no way he knows. Like, I mean, these are accomplished authors. Right. You know, so it's possible, but. You know, he probably knows if they've if he if he does know them. I'll put it this way: if he does know them, he knows they've written Disney properties. Yes. So that I did. I think he would know. Uh, but that does it for our topics today. I, I didn't get a chance to catch up in the uh, comics. I've been very busy, and I will continue to be very busy for the <laughs> next couple of weeks. So I don't know if I will get a chance. But we'll have plenty to, to talk uh, about. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I won't be finished with um, with uh, the other one, Alphabet Squadron Part Two, Shadowfall. Uh, I won't be finished with that by the next show we do either. I'm trotting through that. It's very good so far. So when I am finished with that, I will have a. I'm, it seems like I will have a positive review. Um, about halfway through, 
I am thoroughly entertained. And, um, you know, it doesn't, and it's interesting because it hasn't been anything jaw dropping in the book. It's not like there's a bunch of famous names in the book. It's just well written. It's just the, the characters, the drama in, involved. It's well done. It reminds me a bit of Lost Stars in that, I mean, Lost Stars, you had a couple big moments, but it's for the most part, it's just good character development. So I think this, I, I think Alexander Freed has, he's a good author. <laughs> he does a good, he's very good with characters and, and war stories, especially. He seems to be very good at it. So, yeah, I think they definitely have a winner on their hands there. Uh, but I'll probably have a review for that one in maybe a month or so, I would imagine. And, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this show. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening, as always. Um, if you are interested in checking me out on social media, I am on Snapchat and Instagram. At uh, You could look me up at MCSham22. Um, both of those if you want to look me up on social media. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Jamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.